It's health and well-being, and our naturopath David Loman with us. What is our topic today? What are we talking about, David? Strategies that we use to um, interact with people, and some people use the different strategies that we use. So some people, you know, all they want to do is talk about their problems. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you ask them how they're going, you get a whole range of different things that's wrong with them rather than how they're feeling. And what's wrong with us is not how we are necessarily feeling. Mm-hmm. So what's important is what do I actually feel? Do I feel unhappy? Do I feel sad? Do I feel, how do I feel? The problem is that we've been protected from our feelings by saying a feeling is bad. So if we get angry, it's a bad feeling. We can't have it. Whereas anger actually serves us. And if we can express it, we can free ourselves from it. Sadness is a feeling. And if we can express that, we can free ourselves from it too. But we have to be trained, basically, because most families don't teach that to their children. And what are the different models that people have in trying to express themselves, the different ways? Well, sometimes they can be dependent. So they can be always talking about what's wrong. They can be talking about what they need. They can talk about, um, you know, everybody's out to get them. However they perceive the world, and usually it's what we call the victim model. So it's very easy for people to slip into a victim model. I did that for years. And it's a very simple way to live your life thinking that there must be wrong, something, you know, wrong mm. because I'm feeling horrible, yeah. however it may be. The, the other one is, or there's a few others, but how can I fix them and make them feel better? And you can go back and forth between these. And that's the rescuer, basically. What advice can I give? How can I fix them? Whereas in truth, all our answers come from within us. And as a therapist, what I'm trying to help people do is to get to their own answers within them. Because what generally happens is they get buried very long time ago. And people learn to act according to what protected them as a child, Mm. rather than being free to express who they are. So the way we are as an adult really dates back to how we, we made ourselves or made our way in our family. Absolutely. And it dates back to a way in which we protected ourselves, especially if there was any violence in the family, alcoholism in the family, any emotional issues in the family. But what it also does, it damages our digestive system. So a lot of emotional issues early in childhood are still being carried forward in overloaded bodies, people who drink too much, people who do drugs. All addictions come pretty well out of that model because the body itself and the, and the person are deprived, I believe, of the nurturing that they would most benefit from. And at what age in our life can these influence really start influencing us and, and impacting on us on what we will become later in life? Well, with some people, they impl- influence very early. Usually, though... When we're in relationship is where we wear it the most mm. because we go into a relationship with all our baggage. Our partner comes into a relationship with all of their baggage and their two baggages sort of clash. So we think there's something wrong with them. They think there's something wrong with us. And the things that we really loved about them in the first place 
can then turn into issues because we haven't resolved the earlier issues that we brought into the relationship. So what can we do? What can we do to, to alleviate that, to help that? Well, I still start off with the basics of the biochemistry. I'd still look at the biochemistry first to stabilize the energy of a person with the B-group vitamins, maybe vitamin C, enzymes, minerals, all the things we've talked about here on the program before, because that will allow the person to think more clearly. Take away also the foods, the sugars, the addictive foods that people are on. Stop them drinking the alcohol that covers up all the emotions they've buried and start to allow the emotions to come up to the surface in a safe way. So if there's something buried there, it needs to come up because I believe our purpose in life is to deal with those emotions, is to be free of all that hurt and all that pain. But you can't be free of it if you just cover it over with a pill. You actually have to go into it and go through it, I believe, to be able to get to the other side. And the other side is happiness. The other side is joyfulness. The other side can be bliss. Now, if we look back at those early years, and we mentioned and touched on some of those influences and some of those things that can impact and influence our life and what will become of us later in life and impact on us there... What about some of those external ones like you mentioned, like uh, maybe violence or, or alcoholism? How much of that will then come back at us later and it will be something that will become part of our life? Well, it often can be. I mean, my personal history, my grandfather was an alcoholic. My father didn't drink. I drank. Hmm. So I made up for dad, basically. But I drank to numb myself. And that's just a technique that we do. There's many, many people. I worked for the Golden Door at Alicia for six years. There's many people that go there that drink a bottle of wine a night, you know, every night. They go to bed at one stage. Their partner goes to bed at a different time. There's no communication possible with that sort of attitude. And there's no health possible with that either because there's not the freedom of expression that is needed in a relationship. So why do we feel there's the need for that numbing? We've grown up that way. We decided that at 15, if we drank it, felt better. Or we did drugs, marijuana, something else, it felt better. Anybody who feels better with alcohol or with drugs, I believe, has a deeper issue. That's masking that a real problem? It's masking the real problem. Mm. Because... In truth, if we could just be ourselves, we wouldn't want to start wars. We wouldn't want to fight. We wouldn't want to hold anger. We wouldn't want to do road rage. We wouldn't. All those things are impregnated in us. And I'm not saying that anybody's a victim of it because we've always got personal choice. But all of those things are coming out of our own hurt and pain and our own way of handling that hurt and pain. Okay, then. So there's got to be a better way in how we deal with this. We've got to really face it, not mask or, or try and cover up the I problems. believe it's important to face it. It's important to face it, and it's also important to make sure that the foundation of the body is strong so that when the emotional waves and tides come up, you have the strength to deal with them. And it makes a huge difference in the, in the results that someone gets if they do that. Diane joins us now from Bellbird. David? Hello, Diane. Oh, hello, David. I'm just reading, I heard you talking about, before, about emotion and um, how things can make you feel better. Well, on Friday night, 
I uh, did something I never thought I would do. I can. I went out with my ex-husband and his new wife, and I because I did I detested her, and yes. I forced my I made I made myself go, and it's made me feel so much better. Fantastic, Diane. That's really good, and it takes a lot of courage. So congratulations. It's it's, it's a movement um, forward. Because I was told I didn't want to be that bitter. Um, person anymore. I, I didn't do it for anyone else, but for myself. Diane, how did you feel? Did you have a bit of anxiety? Were you anxious at the uh, doing this and going through this? No. I, well, I had met a bit. I had. We went to a wedding um, about five months ago, and she was there. I was more anxious at the wedding than what I was at the weekend. But I didn't do it for anybody. I didn't do it for my ex-husband. I didn't do it for anyone but myself. I just to prove that I'm a, that I can do it. Diane, you know, the truth, the truth, spiritual truth is we only ever do things for ourselves, and we only ever do what we think is right at the time. So the fact that you've done this for yourself is really good and it will free you up. I have already. I feel so much better because I haven't got that burden anymore. Yes. Fantastic, Diane. Well because done. I've had it for over 20 years. Yep. Time to let it go. Well and done. I have let it go, and it doesn't mean to say that I like her. No, you don't have to. But um, I can be in the same company as her, and I can be myself. Yes, well done. So I'm quite proud of myself for that. Well done, Diane. That is great. And thank you for being part of the program, giving us a call on 49216216. Uh, would it be almost like a, a rock lifted off her, a bit of a burden? Yeah, burden maybe? lifted. Yeah. Uh, black, blackness, black cloud can be lifted because you've got this person that you really um, you know, can't stand. Whereas I believe we're all part of the one spirit, the one God, however you like to put it. So whenever we have anger or hatred towards anyone, it doesn't matter who it may be, what we're actually doing is we're judging them and if we're christians and we're judging we're not in christian faith if you know there's a whole range of different things that are in every religion talking about loving your fellow man and it is so hard to do all the time because when we get thwarted when we feel that our needs aren't being met because we have this expectation of something else we go back to our defensive patterns and those defensive patterns are about judgment, guilt, shame, blame, or anger, hurt, pain, all of those things, hostility, all bubbles up in us. And often newspapers, for instance, some of the jocks talk it up, they latch onto that and that becomes what is expressed in the community rather than love. Whereas in truth, if you want a life which is happy, and healthy, you have to find love for yourself and for others. Tell us more about the personal strategies of communication versus truth. Well, another one is withdrawal, and I was great at this. I was a master. And that's because people don't care about me. I'm a nuisance. I'm a nobody. So I won't care about them. I'll just withdraw. So in relationship, it's very easy just to pull back, not to come forward, not to say, how are you feeling, dear? What's happening for you today? How are you? Can we talk about what's going on with you? Or when they, somebody says to you, how are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm fine. Rather than truly expressing what you're really feeling inside. Mm. And it's a, 
it takes training to know how to do that. It's not easy. Because especially if our emotions are suppressed as a child, we follow the old patterns. And the withdrawal is an easy thing to go into addiction. I'll just sit here with a chocolate bar. I'll just sit here with a bottle of wine. And if you take the kids, I'll just sit here with a joint. I'll sit here with six marijuana joints. And they just go into that because they feel better with it. But it's not actually adding to the truth that they need to find for themselves. So that's withdrawal. What about the other side of the coin? Dominance. Dominance. Well, dominance is that person who's always got an opinion on everything. They're always right. They're always telling others what to do. And I can also fall into that camp sometimes. There is a little triangle, victim, rescuer, persecutor. And when you're playing that game on that triangle, you play all the parts. We especially do it with our parents when our parents are... You know, we see our parents as trying to interfere with our lives, those type of things. But in our own life, it's very easy to fall into that place where we're trying to tell others what to do rather than asking them what they want to do. As a naturopath, there's a certain point in which I have to be able to tell someone it would be beneficial for you to do this. And I'll say, this is an optimal diet for you. This is the way you could live your life. This is what you can have. But I still have to wait for that person to pick it up and run with it rather than me saying, you must do this, you must do that, and you must do something else. But too often, people who are dominant want control. And their whole life is founded on having control. And if anything goes out of control, these are the people who will go into depression very quickly. Stockbrokers who jump out of windows Mm. because they lose money. Now, money's just an energy. So if you lose your money, so what? It's not worth your life. Mm. You know, it's not worth vaguing your whole life out because of that. And we, we have to learn how to be who we really are, I believe. And to do that, you have to do some deep searching. Carl Jung and all the philosophy that he was talking about in the psychology he was talking about was talking about the different parts of us. What we have to learn is that we can have a conscious ego that can help us move through all sorts of stuck things if we're willing to go there. But we have to wake up to do it. Dating back now where we started earlier with the children and the problems that start early in life for the children and what could be almost oppressed on them from the parents. Well, some parents hit their children. Some parents slap them. Some people belt them, you know, and that child is going to grow up with choices. Do I do what my parents did or do I do what I know I didn't want happen to me? So I can go, I can say, if, if a person was hit, they will go one of two ways usually. They'll either hit their own children or they will never hit their children. And you can go, the pendulum can swing too far both mm-hmm. ways. So we have to learn to come back to the middle. We have to learn to come back and say, what's actually happening with the child? The child's crying all the time. What's actually going on here that is causing this problem? Rather than blaming the child for a stomach ache or a pain or something else that they're experiencing or a tantrum they're throwing because their blood sugar is not balanced. Children want to be happy. I haven't met a child yet who hasn't deep down wanted to be happy. And if they're not happy, there's usually a physical cause for it. More important to deal with than any emotional reaction 
to what's gone on. With what we've been talking about today, if we could summarise and you could tell us some more details, please, David. The difficulty is that when we go into strategy, we're coming out of fear. When we go into truth about our feelings that I feel, I need, I want, this is who I am and I'm vulnerable, we're actually coming out of love. Now, that will bring up emotions that we then have to work with, but it's better if you can work with a counsellor or someone who can actually help you move through those areas. And it takes time because we're, we're imprinted with this old stuff at a very early age. So it takes time and you can't hurry it because basically you can't handle it. You know, you get one little bit, you incorporate it. You get another little bit, you incorporate that. Another little bit, you incorporate that. If you had to try and do everything at once, it would just blow you away. Mm. Just be far too hard. At what point do you realize, hang on a second, there's something more to this and I need to investigate that and because it's really impacting on my health and what I'm eating and, and other concerns? As soon as you become a, start to come awake, you know, as soon as you start to wake up and say, my life is not where I want it to be, I'm not financially where I want to be, I'm not um, a relationship where I want to be, I'm not sexually where I want to be, my health isn't where I want it to be. My relationship with my family isn't where I want it to be. All of those things. And the only person who can change that is you. Mm. It has to be up to you. But you've got to come to that awareness. That's not an easy, easy place to come to. No, and most people have been told about it over and over again. And they don't always listen. But eventually something triggers that response. Or something carries them out of life health has got to be a big trigger health is a big trigger um looking at life through people who've recovered from cancer for instance say it changed my life arthritis it changed my life you know because we get stuck in these um pits if you like when we doesn't seem like we can crawl out of it until we start to look at ourselves and say am i doing the right thing by my body am i looking at myself the right way is my relationship where i want it to be all of these areas of life, is my career what I want or is it something my parents chose for me, impact on our health? And it's important that we look at everything when we have a health issue and say, what can I change in my life that is going to make me a better person and more loving myself? Uh, just to finalise today, uh, one more thing on what we're talking about, if you'd like to share with us. It isn't easy look changing your diet isn't easy everybody knows that but if you deal with the emotional issues that cause the diet to be out of balance in the first place if you deal with the habits and the patterns developed in childhood it's much easier to then get your health where you want it to be so knowing whether you've been in strategy and knowing what you can do about getting out of it is a really important aspect i believe in health and well-being